Just do it. Why? Make your dreams come true. Why are you screaming? Is this it now? Is this our intro now? It's just Jeffrey <laughs> screaming, screaming things as loud as he can into his microphone. Oh, I'd like to submit a letter of resignation. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back Hi. to Make Believe Heroes, an actual play, 5th edition, Dungeons & Dragons Adventure. I'm your host and Dungeon Master. My name is Paul, and I'm joined tonight by my four players. Hey guys, it's Jeremy, and I play Saul. I'm Jeffrey, and I play Kjork. I'm Alan, and I play, not Jim, not no more, well, not for now. Anyway, I always struggle at this part. Oh, uh, Brackle. Eventually, eventually, Alan. I'm Felicia, and I play Misk. She play Misk, and I am ready to play Dungeons and Dragons. How about you guys? And Gal? Uh, please. Nah. I know I am. So, last time on Make Believe Heroes, after turning their prisoner, the one-eared, did he have one or two? Did he have no ears left? He had one and half of a, like the other one was like sawed on a little bit or something. I don't know. Ears missing, giant cuts in his chest. They turned this guy over to the authorities. And then this ragtag band of adventurers set forth toward Devil's Pass, about a day's journey to the north. Along the way, Misk and Saul had a chance to finally do some catching up. You know, it's been a while since they were together in hell. But uh, the jovial reunion was short-lived as they grew closer to the cold, barren region surrounding the pass. Spotting a strange hut on the cliffside as the sun set behind the mountains... They devised a plan to draw out any enemies. Responding to Saul's signal of red flame, Kjorg wailed on his cooking pan, calling them forth to face the people's champion. And as the unsuspecting halflings took off down the path, Misk stepped forward and with a hearty shout, blasted them off the cliffside with her thunder wave. Nice. Thunder wave. It was awesome. I said, hey, boys. That's what she said. (laughs) Hey, boys. But before we officially begin... I'm going to roll this giant D20. Dang. <laughs> Did you guys know that you have 24 hours to call Oscar Meyer and convince them that a hot dog is not a sandwich? It's what? not a sandwich. What kind of maniacs? Oscar Meyer says hot dog is a sandwich. I'm never buy- I mean, it's all about those Hebrew nationals anyway, but man. True. I rolled a 16. You're not allowed to do that. <laughs> yeah, we're dead. <laughs> and uh, now I'm going to roll some more dice. Roll them. Roll one for me while you're at it. I'm going to roll six dice. <laughs> your way. Are you allowed yeah. to wear dice? Misk is awesome. Not with those sandals. So I rolled 66. 66. For a total of 21 damage. Yeah. Which is the exact amount of falling damage that each of these halflings is going to take what? as they fly off the cliffside. Oh my gosh. Holy crap. That's awesome. Unfortunately for them, that is above their current hit point maximum. And oh. Therefore, all seven of them died to death. <laughs> oh my gosh. I killed seven people with one shout. One thunder wave. She's a dragonborn. Uh, yeah, Misk is awesome. So seven halflings are running alongside this cliffside, heading down the path where they can see down below some tall figure clanging on a pan and calling a challenge forth. You think you can fight the people's champion? 
I don't think so. And as they're running alongside, they don't notice as to the left of them, near the wall is hidden from view, a tiefling. And she steps forward and she yells out, Hey, boys! And her voice bursts forth like a thunderclap. And the resounding wind and sound pushes them forward just enough that they trip and tumble end over end off the side of this cliff face. <laughs> That's that so awesome. awesome. Careening toward the ground below. And uh, Kjorg, you can hear the tumble and see as they're just flipping around and hear the yells. And then you hear the thud of six bodies hitting mm. the ground. At this time, Misk, the rest of the band of halflings that was turning to run down the hill in the dim light fading turn back to see you standing there and they have weapons in hand so at this exact moment what is Brackle doing so he is already up there right he had a bow drawn like that's what he said he had yeah that's right last time uh, so I'm up there with my bow drawn I just see a bunch of halflings get knocked off a cliff and mm-hmm. so I start to approach the, the place where they came from I think if I'm right, that you were along the right side of the house, which is along the cliff face, hiding in the shadows, watching toward the front, whereas Saul had come up along the left side of the house. So you and Saul both have a view of Misk and all this happening. You can also see as the rest of these halflings have turned to face her, weapons in hand. How many of them are left? There are four right there within 30 feet of her. So I killed seven? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, she's awesome. With one shot. After I do that, I'm going to yell out like, this is between me and Kjorg. I'm going to yell out and say, That's seven, Kjorg! <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh. This isn't Lord of the Rings. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're just mad because you're it's a losing. Killing it's a killing contest. That um, only counts awesome. as one. <laughs> 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 mm. So, Saul, you probably weren't really like in a position to have a, a surprise attack. But Brackle, with you standing vigilant, bow in hand, guarding the front, I would say that's kind of exactly what you're poised to do. So I do that. Okay, you want to just take a shot at the closest one? I want to take a shot at the one that's nearest to me. Okay, go ahead and roll me that. Is that a d20? Typically, unless we've begun playing in a d6 system. You never know. You never know. Okay, so I rolled a d20, and I got a 17, including the modifier. Mm-hmm. Okay, that is enough to hit. Yeah, boy. Okay, so now I'm going to roll a d20 for the damage. I got a 7, so that's plus 3. That's 10. And I rolled a d8, not a d20. I wasn't sure if you caught that. You're good. But in case it gets into the audio, I wanted to make it sure, clear to the listeners that I am not cheating. <laughs> He's not rolling d20s <laughs> for damage. No. You let loose an arrow. And there is one halfling running toward Misk in the front with a short sword drawn in hand. He's just got it wielded forward, and he's running with purpose like he he doesn't look like some fool caught off guard. He looks like the sort of person that would always be ready in a pinch to just go. And the arrow sinks into his midriff, and when it does, he trips and stumbles and falls down to a knee and kind of slides, but he is picking himself back up, even with an arrow sticking out of his gut. Mm. Wow. Saul, I'm assuming that you've moved toward the front. Yeah, the sound of, you know, bodies flying off a cliff are kind of exciting for Saul. Mm. So, <laughs> of course, he came and took a look. Mm-hmm. Sees Brackle take one down with an arrow, takes a long draw on his cigar and kind of, hmm, and walks into the house. You walk around front and go in the front door of the house? Yep. Okay. Everyone roll me an initiative. Initiative. Is that a D8? 
Alan. For me, that comes out to a 19. Saul has a 13. I managed to get an 82. I got a 5. I got a 7. Okay, so, Brackle, standing vigilant with your bow drawn, you loose an arrow, it sinks into the gut of the nearest halfling. And as that halfling is picking himself back up, trying to gather his bearings, another one comes rushing by him like the quickest person you've ever seen on two feet, which is strange because he's so short. But he moves very quickly, drawing two swords as he rushes toward Misk with a deadly gleam in his eye. Misk. He is running towards you with two swords drawn. He does a little tuck roll and a swipe up, trying to slash upward from your hip to your shoulder. And what is your AC? 14. You stumble back and he just misses. He sort of surprised you. Whoa! And then he slashes the other direction with his other sword. And this one, this one is a hit. And so I need you to, let's see. First, I need you to take some Dimaggio. Oof. You take, you take seven damage. Crap. And then I need you to make me a constitution saving throw. Fourteen. Okay, so that actually is good enough. So you take the slash across the chest. Decent little cut as you take seven damage. But your con save is good, so nothing nothing else happens. What a stinking jerk. In that moment. So What a jerk. Now it is Brackle's turn. That's me. Crackle. So... How many of these things are near me? So there are four of them up in, up ahead of you. I mean, you're probably a good 20 feet away from most of them. Maybe, yeah, I'd say from where you're standing, you're 20 feet from most of them. Two of them are still clustered over in the back. One of them is the one that you sunk an arrow into, and he's maybe five feet ahead of the rest of them. And then the one just ran up and slashed her. Okay, I want to shoot at the one that slashed her. Okay. So I'm going to roll my dice. I'm going to get a really bad roll mm. and then add seven to mm. it, and that makes a nine. Ooh. Wow, you rolled a two. I did roll a two. <laughs> wow. Unfortunately, that is a miss. So your arrow goes wide in the dim light. Brackle takes it stoically. You do anything else? I kind of move back because I've got a lot of range, so I see no reason to be in the fray. It's fine. Um, if you move back from where you are, how far? Uh, probably as far as I can go. If there's any cover, I try to get behind that. As far as I can go and still have line of sight and a good shot. So if you go back now to, say, the corner of the cabin, you'll have line of sight for three of them, but not the one that's fighting Misk. Then I will, so I'll go the other way and try to keep line of sight and try to keep line of sight of that one since it's the one that seems the most pressing. Okay. All right, so now... It is Saul's turn. Saul, what are you doing in the house? Okay, so Saul is just poking his head in real quick to see, is there anything in here worth value? Is there any enemies before he dashes back out to join the fray? Okay, so you step into the front door, and immediately you can see that there is a halfling inside. There's a woman in the back of the room, a halfling woman. She is wearing these large sort of like goggles over her face, like looks sort of like safety goggles. Okay. She's wearing these huge gloves that go up to her elbows. They look like they're some sort of a thick protective glove. And she seems to be hurriedly gathering these glass vials. Immediately, you recognize them as the same ones that you saw in the house, the third house. And she seems to be quickly gathering them together and placing them in crates. And when you open the door, she looks up at you. Okay, so she sees me. She hears the door, yeah. I mean... Okay. Plus, there's a lot going on. So she looks up, and she sees you standing there, and she just looks freaked out and starts to kind of back up against the wall. 
uh, Saul draws a dagger, uh-huh. uses thaumaturgy to change all the fires purple-black, including his cigar. Okay. And he says, hell is upon you. Stop what you're doing. I want to just try to intimidate her into stopping to... If she's not going to... if I mean, if she has a weapon or she actually is going to fight at all, I mean, he's straight up going to murder her. She doesn't have a weapon in her hand. I think she looks terrified. Uh, roll me an intimidation check. I got a plus five to intimidation. And that is a 15 on the dice. So it's a dirty 20. Okay, so you successfully scare her very much. She backs up against the wall, letting out a little squeal. And she's like, please don't, don't kill me. What are you doing? Who are you? I'm, I'm just, I just, I'm just working. Okay. I'm going to look for something to tie her up with. You're looking for something to tie her up with. Yep. Okay. That's going to take more than a round. So that's fine. uh, We're going to leave you there looking for something to tie her up with. And we're going to go on to Kjorg. Kjorg wants to run up there. Okay, so you, what, you just take off running toward the path? Yes. So, Kjork, just so you can kind of know what's what's going on from where you are, you're at the bottom of this pass, and there's a, a short path that goes from the bottom of this zigzagging pass that leads up to the, the cliff where this little house is. To your right, in the direction that you guys were headed, from where you're standing now, you can clearly see where the mountains sort of swoop down and uh, meet the forest, and there's a, like an alcove. Like, the mountain sort of makes a, a roof over in that direction, creating like a cavern in that direction. And, you know, you're not necessarily the sharpest, you know, oh, yeah. tool in the box, as they say. But you do know that you guys were looking for some sort of creepy, dark pass, and you figure that's probably it, but you turn to run toward the battle where it is, even though it's going to take you a while to get up there. And about that time, uh, let's see. <laughs> Oof. Oof. A arrow comes zipping by and sticks right in your right shoulder. <gasps> yeah. You only take two damage. How do you know that happens? How do I know? Yeah. Uh, what's your AC? 16. Yep. An arrow sticks into your right shoulder. Darn. <laughs> I mean, they, they rolled over a 20, so... It was a 19 on the die. What if my AC was 26? See, I also have your character sheet right in front of me. So, like I can see. So you turn in reaction and you see that there is a small contingent of halflings that are running out of that cavern toward you. What? Good. I'll fight them all. <laughs> do you keep running up or do you turn to face them? How many is the group? Um, Three or four. I'm going to fight them. Okay. So you turn on your foot and you run toward them? Yes. I'm going to say you can get to them in this turn. They're right at around 30 feet away from you. Good. So you rush forward. You want to, what, run up and hit the first one that you come to? Yes. What are you wielding currently? My sickle. Mm-hmm. And I'll draw a hand axe. Okay. Ooh, two-weapon fighting. I love how Kjorg does two-weapon fighting, but it's like just random crap. <laughs> it's like the most <laughs> random weapons. He's like, oh, I use a sickle. Yes. How does that look? Oh, you mean what am I doing? Yeah, like describe your action to me as you're rushing toward them. I'm literally sprinting as fast as I can. And then as I get close, since I was going uphill, it'll be like an upward slash through his gut. With your sickle first? Yeah. Okay. So you run forward. Why don't you roll me an attack with that sickle? That is an 11. 
total? Yes. You miss with the sickle. Lovely. You go to swipe at him and he just sort of ducks out of the way. He's pretty nimble. You come at him with your left hand? Yes. That's a 20. Okay. Not a natural 20. No. Unfortunately. That's still a hit. Okay. That is nine damage. Nine demolition. Nine. Nine? Okay. You bring your hand axe around and you dig it deep into his right shoulder. And he lets out a little cry and sort of staggers back. And one of his buddies is rushing up to help him. And uh, at this point, Misk, you are facing off with a little halfling. He's got dark hair kind of hanging down scraggly in front of his eyes. And he has a look of pure bloodlust on his face. You ugly. (laughs) For real. I'm just going to try to hit him with my rapier. Okay. 23. Yeah, the 23 hits for sure. Wreck them. Mm. And that's 1d8 plus 3. So 7 plus 3. Mm. 10 damage. Well done. 10 damage. Okay, so how does that look? Violent. You know how the elves of Lord of the Rings fight? They're just smooth and mm-hmm. whatever. That's how Misk is fighting this guy right now. All finesse. Yes. She's going to slide under his last attack on her, and even though she did get hit, she's going to come around and try to hit him right in the stomach or in the side as she goes under. You stick him with your rapier, and uh, I feel like you got him pretty good. You do anything else? Or was that the end of your turn? The only thing that you might would do, you have a bonus action, so like Bardic Inspiration. I couldn't reach Cure, could I? With Bardic Inspiration? Yeah. Does it give you a range on that? It's 60 feet. I'm going to say that you can. Okay. Because that was actually what I did their fall damage at, was somewhere between 50 and 60 feet of falling. I'm going to say it's it's a rough estimate, but I'll, I mean, you're yelling something out to him. He can hear you. Hey, Kjorg. Hey, try to catch try up. To catch up. <laughs> 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 so rather than inspiring him, you have now launched him into a blood rage. <laughs> uh, okay, so Kjorg, you now have a bark inspiration. Yeah, boy. Which you can use. So, now it is the rest of these halflings' turns. No. They they did not roll well on initiative. The one that's standing there with an arrow in his gut is now limping towards you, Misk, and he is going to try and flank you from behind while you're facing off with the other one. What's your AC? 14. That is a hit. <laughs> Seven damage. Crappers. How you doing? I'm not doing great. <laughs> okay, let's see. So I had 12. Take away oh, 7. Oh, jeez, you're down to 5. Mm. Uh, ooh. <laughs> okay. And unfortunately, as he's coming up to stab you or slash you with his short sword, he's actually going to, because you're facing off with the other guy, it turns out to be a slightly more critical hit than you thought it would be. Interesting. And you take 4 sneak attack damage. What? Me? How, what? How, what? Paul's literally trying to kill my character right here. I'm not. But you are down to 1 hit point. Oh my gosh. I rolled a six on the first D6 and a four on the second one, boys. It's not good. I need help. You guys, we have no healer. <laughs> you got one. She just has one hit point left. <laughs> also, Brackle knows cure wounds. Um, I'm not going to use it, though. <laughs> so, yeah, that's right. You have two healers, but. Uh, I only have two spell slots. I know, right? That's true. It's very, very limiting. I mean, rangers are not spellcasters. So, now the other two are going to take their turn. One of them is going to fire off a crossbow bolt 
in your direction, Brackle. I'm going to give you half cover out of the kindness of my heart. What does it give you? A plus two to AC? It gives me a plus two to AC, I think. What's your AC? My AC is 17. Plus two makes it 19. So it whiffs right by your head. Yeah, I do. The other one is going to come forward and try and hit you, Misk, joining the fray. Oh, What's your AC? Gosh. 14? Yes. This one is a narrow miss. Ooh. About time. But it is a miss. So, <laughs> Fjord. No. The other three halflings that are down there. <laughs> you better watch out. Are all going to come at you, bruh. <laughs> Bring it. One of them is rushing forward with a short sword in hand. The other two are firing off their light crossbows at you. Do it, I dare you. This is not cool, people. Seven wasn't enough okay. for Alicia. For Alicia. For Alicia, your name has shined. So two of them whiff by you, and the third comes running up with a sword, and he is going to slash at you. Do it. I dare you. Seven damage. That's weak stuff. I'm rolling nothing but sixes hardly on these D6s, guys. I need to change them up. We're all going to die. If you want to get out alive... If you do, so, if you kill me, Paul. Let's just say a little prayer. Say a little prayer for who? The one that you're facing off with, the one that you stuck with your rapier. He's actually a dragon. <laughs> His name's Dembarga. <laughs> uh, the first one swings at your face and misses. Wow. The second one swoops towards your chest and misses. Oh, God. Just Ooh. so you know, you are lucky. Very, very, very lucky. Good. You are very lucky. I need to be. I killed seven people and I had to turn in my life. It is your turn, Brackle. Okay. So how many are around Misk right now? Three. There are three of them surrounding Misk, swords in hand. She has zero chance of survival if someone does not help her. Okay. This is going great. Is there one that's particularly weakened? Wow. There's the one that you dug an arrow, that you shot an arrow into. Okay. Up there. I want to shoot another arrow into him. How far away am I from her? Uh, 20 feet. Cure wounds is touch. Yes, it is. I'd have to fight through some hobbits to get in there. So I'm going to shoot an arrow. You can cast cure wounds on yourself. I will when I get to my turn, but she I'm saying... She doesn't know cure wounds. She knows healing word. You can heal your word. You can. I will when I get to my turn. Heal that word. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to shoot an arrow at that guy. And I'm going to shout at them and say, Hey! <laughs> hey, you kids, get off my lawn! <laughs> That's a 21. Hit. So I'll roll a D8. I rolled an 8. Dead. Plus 3 is 11. So you fire an arrow, and it is an absolute kill shot. It hits him right in the back of the neck. He just goes limp as the head of the Mm. arrow comes through the front of his neck, and he just goes face down. When he does, he sort of bumps his buddy, and his buddy looks a little bit shaken by that, but not, not too shaken by that. These are some hardcore hobbits. You stay where you are? I actually try to get further away as far as I can without losing sight. So let me let me lay it out for you a little bit. There's a house. Yep. You're on the right side of it, peeking around. They're in front of the house, off to the left of the house. So if you move back more than five feet, you're completely out of sight of them. So you can move back five feet where they can't see you and then pop back again around the corner to shoot them again. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, let's do that. But there is one guy that's directly in line of sight of you still over here. He's the one that shot a crossbow bolt at you a second ago and missed. What a jack wagon. 
there's really not a way for you to get behind cover from both of them. I try to get behind cover from both of them. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you fail. And now it is Saul's turn. Saul, you find some rope. There's plenty of rope. She's mm. intimidated. Mm-hmm. Gonna pull her hands behind her back and tie them real quickly. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to frog march her out the door with a dagger like one. She's a halfling, right? Yes. So a hand on top of her head and a dagger lined up. He's not really like the slash across the throat kind of person. He's more of like plunge it into the eye kind of person. Yeesh. Oh, my God. So he's going to. That's kinda, my brother, y'all. <laughs> he's going to march her out the front door that way. Oh, nice. Okay, you march her out the front door. I would like to call attention to myself, if possible, as soon as I come out the door. I I honestly think it's going to take you more than a combat round to tie her up. Okay. I mean, you're talking six seconds there. Okay. I'm going to say that this round, you're getting her tied up, and you're marching her toward the door. Okay. So you don't have an opportunity in this round, if you're tying her up, to interrupt combat. But you are headed that way. So, Kjorg. Kjorg. There'd be two hobbits right up in your biz and two of them over there firing arrows at you. I don't know why those other two are firing arrows at me. I haven't done anything to them. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just going to attack the two that are in front of me. What does the bardic inspiration do again? It gives you a d6 that you can add to a die roll if you think it might be low enough that it won't hit. Oh, okay. Even like attack rolls? That's Yeah, that's for d20 rolls, like attack rolls, saving throws, stuff like that. Okay. I want to attack them. The one that I attacked last time with my sickle. Okay. That's a natural 20. Oh, boy. Oh, snap. So, oh, wow. Uh, yeah. So. Remember, you get to roll three. Yeah, I was about to ask that. Three. That's four, five, six, seven, eight, plus three. So, 11 damage. Okay, so you bring your sickle up and slash it across this guy, and when you do, you just nick an artery, like Mm. precision, Mm. and he just starts bleeding out and falls onto the ground. He dead. That's one for me, and then I swing at the next one. That one is a nine plus five with the hand axe, so 14. 14 is a hit. Mm-hmm. And that would be 5 plus 3, 8 damage. Okay, you bury your hand axe into his chest. Mm. He's not having a good time with it. Better not be. Misk, there's a dead halfling at your feet. There's one looking down at him a little bit unsure of himself. And then there's the main one that has stepped forward, the gleam in his eye licking his lips and a sword in each hand. What do you do? He's creepy. Uh, first, I'm going to use Healing Word on myself. Okay. Go ahead and roll a d4. Ugh. Man. So, Stupid plus d4. four. So I'm back to five. You get four hit points, back up to five, and now what? Hitting him with my rapier is probably the best. Like, it has the okay. highest chance to get damage, so. Okay. I'll just slice him with my rapier again. The same guy I've been yeah, fighting. Yeah, yeah, the main dude. It's 1d8 plus 3. You gotta roll the d20 first. After I roll the d20. <laughs> roll it. After I threw it. 13 plus. Is it 4? 13 plus 5. 5? Mm hmm. 18 is a hit. 18. Now you roll that d8. I just. I get ahead of myself. Roll that d8. 1d8 plus 3. 7 damage. 7 mm. damage. 7. Mm, he's... Are you alive though? 
I got five hit points. She got five H. I was down to one, now I'm back to five. Yeah, boy. So, unfortunately, at this time, the rest of them are going to go. So, <laughs> Not for long. There are two of the other ones still standing up here. One of them is going to fire crossbow bolt off at you, Brackle. Nope. Uh-uh. He's saying no, they're not. You have no cover from this guy. Does a 20, a modded 20 hit you? Yes, it does, right? No, that doesn't. His AC is actually 30. Yep. Oh, wow. How did you do that? At level two, man. He's actually Batman. I'm Batman. I'm not wearing hockey pads. <laughs> Oof, Brackle. Hockey what, pads. What just happened? Crossbow digs deep into your shoulder blade, and you take 10 damage. Are you for real? Max. <laughs> 10. That was a max, max damage. So I heal 10 damage? Yes. Suffer 10 damage. Suffer. You suffer. Brackle. No. And just like that, you're under half. So the one that is standing there in front of you, Misk, he holds his sword up like he's going to attack, and the main one says, no. <laughs> this one belongs to me. Oh, my gosh. And he backs up, disengages, and heads toward Brackle. No, I don't. Running. Well. And he turns the corner, and he sees you back there. And he's going to take a shot at you. No! He draws that light crossbow from his hip. He's going to shoot you. I want to catch it in the air. With his teeth. Yep. Uh, It's a miss. Yeah, it is. It's a misc. And he's standing about 10, 15 feet in front of you. Kjorg. Kjorg. They're coming at you. Um, Do your Tracy. worst. Actually, don't do your worst if you can. Just, like, do your least worst. Would like... Be- yeah. 16. 16? Yeah. So one of the arrows connects. No, it doesn't. You take five damage. Nothing. The sword guy that's still standing, he swipes at you too, but he also misses. Ooh. So they're, they're not doing great down there on you. Good. Or, that's good. Cause that's good. That is good. Misk. Uh, hey. The halfling stand in front of you with a sword in each hand. He licks his lips. Mm. Kind of, yeah, creepily. It's been a while since uh, since I faced off with a tiefling. I'll have your horns before this is over. Oh. As he says that, he brings his sword up, slashing at you, and uh, it's enough to drop you. Oh. He actually rolled a nat 20. Ooh. But he doesn't get sneak attack damage because his other dude ran away, but it's still enough to drop you because you only have five hit points. Saul, you come walking out the front door of the house as you do. You hear this halfling, not being quiet about it, say those words about having her horns before this is over. And you step out with your dagger up to the eye of this female halfling standing there, terrified, trembling. And you see as he slashes a sword across Misk's chest, and she sort of twists as it cuts her, and you see blood fly forth from her throat. Mm. Her eyes kind of roll back in her head, and she goes face down limp onto the dirt no oh my gosh let's not pull a garvey on this one (laughs) garvey (laughs) hello listeners welcome back to make believe heroes hope that you're enjoying this action heavy episode so far as our adventurers take out these wicked hot feet But before we get back to that, there are a couple orders of business that I need to take care of. First of all, we are very, very excited to announce that we're holding our December Dice Giveaway with a beautiful set of gold and white metal dice from DiceEnvy.com, our show sponsor. 
These metal paladin dice, entitled the Lionheart set, are some of the prettiest ones that I've seen yet from their site. If you'd like to see a picture of those, just go to our website, makebelieveheroes.com, and check out the giveaways section at the top, and you can see a picture of them in all their glory. Just like last time, we're going to do a drawing for the winner. So how do you enter to win these lovely metal dice from DiceEnvy.com? It's simple. Go right now to Twitter or Facebook and follow us. Make sure you're following us or that you've liked our page on Facebook. And then go to your Twitter or Facebook and write a post naming your favorite PC or NPC from our show, why they're your favorite, and tag us in it. And if you haven't done so yet, you can also leave us a five-star review on iTunes and send us an email with a screenshot to enter for the drawing. That's it. Just write a post about your favorite NPC or PC on Facebook or Twitter, tag us in it, or get us that five-star review if you haven't done so yet. We'll put you in the drawing. And in order to try and get those to you before Christmas, we will close entries for this giveaway on midnight Sunday, December 16th, so that we can announce the winner on the 17th and get those dice out to you ASAP. So go to your social media and enter for these dice. Trust me, they are beautiful. You're really going to like them. And these particular dice were chosen to represent our own servants off the wall from season one. Speaking of DiceEnvy.com, if you're interested in getting some new dice for yourself or for a friend around this holiday season, go to DiceEnvy.com right now and use the promo code HEROES to get 10% off of your first purchase. You can check out all of their beautiful sets of dice, or you could sign up for their subscription service starting at just $5 a month. Perfect gift for this Christmas season. Go check them out at DiceEnvy.com and make sure to use that code HEROES so that they'll know we sent you. And of course, if you like listening to our show and you'd like to add that ambience to your game, go to BattleBards.com. And if you go now and use the code MBHPODCAST, you can get 15% off a of BattleBards Prime subscription. That subscription will give you access to tons of music tracks and sound effects that you can use at your table to make that gaming experience so much more than it's ever been. So go to BattleBards.com, check them out today. Now, before we get right back into the action, I want to read a couple of awesome five-star reviews we've gotten from you guys. And remember, if you'd like to have your words read on the show, all you got to do is go on iTunes, leave us a five-star review, and I promise we'll get to you. We will. First review comes from way back in the old archives. This one comes from JCBro93, entitled Great. Been playing for a couple years, and these first two episodes are great. They're very interesting, and I will definitely keep listening in. That's from way back from January 1st this year. Man, has it really been almost a year? I hope that you're listening still and that you're enjoying what you're hearing. One more review for today. This one comes from Ferogs. F-E-E-R-O-G-S, entitled Amazing. I love this podcast so much. I'm new to D&D, and this podcast helped me a lot, both with the rules and how to play in general. Many thanks. Thanks, Ferox. I hope that us messing up rules here and there hasn't caused too much of a problem for you. I'm so glad we could get you into D&D. That's some great praise. It is the greatest game. And with no further ado, let's get back to the show. I think Misk might be needing some assistance. Brackle, it is your turn. It's my turn. They're killing my sister, and I'm not even aware. So there's a lot of movement. So there's one still kind of off shooting at me. There's another one running at me, shooting at me, right? Yes. Where, where else are things? There's the main guy over there with Misk, but they're currently out of your sight. Okay. Can I pop out to where they're in my sight, shoot, and then pop back in? You would have to run toward. You'd literally have to run straight toward the guy that's in front of you. 
Okay, there's a house. Yeah. You're on the right side of the house. Okay. Using that wall as cover from all those enemies that were over there, right? Yeah. There's a cliff like 10 feet to your right. You know, it's a pretty small little walkway. You're there. There's a dude standing in front of you that has come around that side of the house. Okay. That's like 10 or 15 feet away from you. And then there's a dude about 30 feet or so, 20 to 30 feet away from you, farther up, like up next to the cliff, firing down beside the house towards you. Okay. So there's behind you, which is more cliff and the back of the house that you climbed up on previously. And then there's forward toward those two enemies. You would have to get past the halfling that's standing in front of you to get to where you can see where Misk and all of them are right now. Okay, so I jump off the cliff and quaff a potion of Featherfall. Mm. Good idea. Okay. No, I shoot at the halfling that's coming after me. Okay. I am right for the face. Shoot it. I got a natural one. Oh my gosh. Um. Well, you do have advantage. Oh, I do? Yep, everybody got advantage last time. Oh. You mean inspiration? That. Inspiration. That's what I meant to say when I said advantage. Okay, I, I was very confused. I was like, why did I have inspiration? I thought you had to use inspiration before you rolled. No, I don't think so. I don't think the rule says it, but even if it does, I've never played it that way. Okay, I'll take it. I rolled a natural... I'm just kidding. I rolled a 7, so that's 14. 14 meets. Mm. It, it meets. Just like Arby's. Yep. For a second, I thought it was a 1, because this other die... The seven looks kind of like a one, but it's it not. Does. We have the meats. <laughs> so I'm going to roll this D8, and it's an eight plus three is 11. Okay. What does it look like when you kill this fool? So it goes right between his eyes. Ooh. Brackle feels nothing. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> Brackle feels satisfaction. He doesn't feel nothing. Okay, so uh, you one-hit drop this dude. Now it is Saul. It is your turn. You've stepped out. You've seen your sister in this situation. What are you doing? He runs away. So I finally come out the door. Right. And Brackle is between me and a group of halflings. And my sister is down on the ground. Mm -hmm. And Kjorg is fighting a group of halflings. Yes. Hmm. You probably don't really see what's going on with Kjorg at the time. He's pretty far away down the cliff. Yeah. Okay. Move up, move up. Not. I don't want to be, like, close to any halflings. And I'm just going to shout out, get the attention of the nearest ones, and say, drop your weapons or she gets it. That's it. Just trying to uh, intimidate and or see if they care if the female lives or dies. So you only see two halflings at this point. One is over on the right side of the cliff. He seems to be restocking his crossbow, aiming towards someone off to the right side of the house, you probably assume is Brackle. The other one is standing there with a sword in each hand, standing over the limp body of your sister. The one with the crossbow looks to the other one, just sort of for a lead, and he sees as the other one grins and says, nobody's stopping you. Great. I'm just gonna put a... Man, that sucks. Hmm. Well, I don't have her feet tied, is the problem. I just tied her hands behind her back. Okay. So, she's at least tied up. I do want to make her bleed, so if she runs off, we can track her. So, I guess Saul would uh, take that dagger and just 
as he's bringing it up to throw it, run it just enough across her face so that she starts bleeding, and then he's going to throw a dagger at, is the, which, who's closer? The one with the, the bow or the one standing over my sister? The one standing over your sister is closer for sure. He's going to sling a dagger at him. Okay. Roll it. That is a natural 20. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. What? Oh, my gosh. Go ahead and roll me 2d4. Oh, my gosh. 2d4 plus 2. You all keep critting with d4 weapons. <laughs> That's a 3. I mean, what can I say? It's pretty on brand. But, hey, at least I get an extra one. So, 7, 8, 9 damage. Okay. You sling your dagger, it flies toward him, and you see it dig into his shoulder for non-damage. He's he's looking pretty haggard, like he's lost a lot of blood, but he also just has a kill look in his eye. Oh, he's going to die. Jorg. Time to kill. Jorg smash. Jorg smash. So I'm going to attack the other one, the one that I just hit a minute ago with my sickle. And slice him. That is an 11. <sighs> Total, that is a miss, unfortunately. So are you going to attack again with your hand axe, or what are you doing? Yes, I am. Same one? Yes. Okay. That's a 17. Much better. That's a hit. Roll me that damage. Mm, it's a 5 plus 3. So how does it look? I decapitate him. Oh, man, with a little hand axe, too. Yes. You just put all of your brute strength behind that hand axe as you swing it toward him, and you lop his head off. Nice and violent. Misk, make me a death saving this throw. This is me from the grave. Oh my gosh. <laughs> We're going to lose Misk right here. 14! Nice. That is one success. Ooh. So, you need to mark that. And that was the only success she got. Oh my <laughs> gosh, Alan. Oh my gosh. Okay. Now it is the halflings' turns. So, one of them, still standing there, is going to fire off a crossbow bolt at you, Brackle. Nope. I won't allow it. Oh my gosh, Brackle. Brackle said no. I rolled a dexterity saving throw of 15, so I caught the arrow. Please tell me it's so. Non-damage. Are you serious? Critical hit. That's the arrow going through your hand into your shoulder. Brackle gets hit by the arrow and falls down and gurgling. What? Oh, Crap. Things are bad. Are you really down? I'm down. Yes, he's down. He had eight hit points. Because, like, two guys hit me with, like, ten damage followed by nine damage. Seriously, the one, the one, the same guys hit you twice, he did less the second time with a crit. That's bad. Yeah, yeah no kidding. The other one turns, and uh, he sees you standing there, Saul, and he's going to lease an arrow toward you. He misses. What's Tracy? It's a 14. That actually is a miss. Uh, yes. And uh, two of them are firing arrows at you, Kjorg. No, they're not. When will it end? One of them hits you. Wow. I think you're cheating. Redamage. And one of them misses. Kjorg, you have like 14 halflings surrounding you in a circle, and like one or two of them hit you every turn. I don't know what the deal is, but uh, there you go. How are you doing, Kjorg? Is there really 14? Not so good. No, there's four. Actually, there's not now. There's only two. Okay. We're back around. The main guy standing there, he's stepping towards you, Saul. Yep. 
He has his swords drawn in hand. What did you do with the other halfling with the girl? Did you push her out of the way? She's still standing. She's standing there. Not yet. I just cut her cheek and threw the threw the dagger at him. What did you think you would uh, march her out here and we would all just lay our weapons down? Lay them down, boy. I suggest you lay them down, or you'll join your dead friends at the base of the cliff. I don't know if you realize this, but you are still quite outnumbered, and I like our chances. Eh, we may all die, but at least you'll go with us. And how exactly is that? I just smile and inhale on that cigar. He runs towards you, rushing and slashing his short sword in your direction. Cool, I hope he hits his halfling. He misses just narrowly. He does not hit the halfling. He seems to be moving with precision. And then he does a little roll to the side, and he's going to swipe at you again. No, he's not. Lovely. This one is a hit, I believe. 18? Yep. Four damage. Yeah, keep it low. Okay. Brackle. Me? Make me a death saving throw. So I roll the die. It's a success. Okay. I rolled a 17. Success. For what that's worth. Saul, what do you do? Saul's going to draw his longsword. And kill him. Well, I mean, I have more daggers, though. Kill him. Kill him. Yep, nope. Saul's just going to reach around his back and pull a dagger out. So he's stepped around the side of this halfling. Okay. Yeah, Saul's just kind of try to step in between both of the swords and and plant that dagger right in his gut. Let's see it. Kill him. Come on. Kill him. It's a three on the dice, plus four, so that's a seven. We did it, guys. We just succeeded. Congrats, everybody. So squishy. Saul has, like, the crappiest weapons. Yeah, he has nothing. Um, let's 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 use that inspiration I had earlier to roll that dice again. Let's see. That's better. That's an 18 on the dice. Yeah, boy. That's a hit. So that's 1d4 plus 2. That's a 3. So 5 total damage as he sticks him in the gut. Oh, my gosh. Come on. So tell me. How does it look? <laughs> when you die. <laughs> Saul was inhaling on a cigar before whenever the guy hit, got a hit on him. Mm-hmm. So Saul's just kind of going to step into that sword as it cuts into him. You know, just kind of meet him face to face. You know, he's, he's bending down for the halfling. Yes. And he's just going to blow that smoke in his face and just slide the dagger so it just opens his stomach. Oh, jeez. Mmm. Delicious. Told you you would die. He coughs blood. Some of it <laughs> flecks on your face a little bit. And he stumbles back with his hand over his stomach and he says... Who are you people? The people's <laughs> champion. <laughs> you hear Georg, you hear Georg scream from the base. <laughs> yes. Uh, were you going to say anything, Saul? I'll give you a chance. They are peasants. I am of the Nine Hells. <laughs> of course. He just... Uh, and then falls back into the side, dead and dying. Saul's going to use his move to move tied up halfling chick towards the dude with the bow and uh, just shout out, drop your weapons or everyone dies. Go ahead and roll me an intimidation check. Okay. Come on, something good. He has a plus five. Oh, yeah. That's a 19 on the dice. Mm. So that's a 24. Okay. The two that are down there with you, Kjorg, they hear this noise, the echoing sound of Saul's voice 
coming down toward them and they look up to see a red devil standing at the cliff yelling down at them demanding that they lay down their weapons and whether Saul knows it or not his voice is sort of empowered probably using thaumaturgy without even a second thought and the two down there by Yukjorg they step back a couple steps looking up and looking at each other sort of pausing in the middle of trying to reload their crossbows the one that's right next to you, Saul, he actually drops his crossbow and takes off running down the path. However, the one behind you that is over there between you and Brackle, he looks up and he says, You're not going to get away with this. York. There are two halflings stumbling back, looking like they're about to bolt for the cavern. The cavern? Yes, the one that they came out of. They're not getting away. Okay. I'm going to attack them. You running toward them? Yes. I'm running toward him, swinging. Okay, roll it. That's not good. That is an 11, but I'm going to... Is Bardic Inspiration, how long does that last? 10 minutes, you're good. You can use it. Oh, plus 6. Beautiful. Oh, that will do it, sir. Yeah, boy. All right, roll me that damage. It's my sickle. So, <laughs> 5 damage. Okay, so you slash 1 crossed his back as he's running for five damage. Then comes the Hendex. 17 plus five. Hit. 22. Hit. <laughs> that is a one. Plus three. Four damage. Oh, man. Some damage is better than no damage. So you don't kill him, but he is stumbling and crying out and scrambling to get away from you. And he's moving slowly. I think maybe you hit something vital from behind. And uh, the other one is now running away from you even more frightened than before. I'm going to use my action surge Mm. so I can use another attack. Do it. With my hand axe. That's a 16 plus 5. Oh, Oh, yeah. That's a a hit. Kill him. 3 plus 3, 6 damage. 6 damage. How does it look? Mm. This one, instead of decapitating him, I will bring the axe straight down. And split his scalp. Oh, jeez. Yeah, you deal a killing blow to the back of his head, and he just falls down dead, and the other one runs away screaming. <laughs> Misk, roll me a death saving throw. Oh, my gosh. That right there is a four. A four. <clears throat> so that is one. That's one failure. That's not a success. It's not. Okay. The one thief is running as fast away from you as he can. Can I just say something? Yeah. People die on this podcast. (laughs) Yeah. Saul. Please stop. (laughs) (laughs) The one is running from you. The other is gunning for you. Bring it on. Miss. Jeez. Rolling for absolute garbage. The other one is running away from you, Kjorg. He is going to look back and fire a crossbow at you just to try and keep you back. He better not. He rolled with disadvantage. He rolled a three and a two, so good good the dice are confirming his current state of mind now it is brackle's turn brackle make me a death saving throw i am going to roll this dice and i got a 10 that is a success yeah it is just barely one more and i strike out he is staying alive okay brackle's not giving up today not today now it is your turn saul what do you do saul's going to like with one hand or with his tail rather just kind of 
trip up the halfling that he's had standing next to him tied up. The girl? Yep. Just kind of want to, you know, if she'll fall, that's great. If not, that's great. Jeez. I just don't want her to run off. I'm going to have to get some information out of her if I can save my sister. And I'm going to look at the uh, archer, and I'm going to use my cunning action to dash to him. Okay. And I'm going to try to stick that same bloody dagger in his gut. And I'm going to say, get your filthy little paws away from my sister. Roll it. How filthy are his paws? I don't know. I just felt like saying it. Get your filthy paws off my silky drawers. It's not great. It's an eight on the dice plus four. Mm. So that's a 12. Mm. Eek. That's not going to do it. Mm. That's not very nice. You should be nice to your friends. You miss. He likes to kill his friends. Uh, we're just players today. Players today. Uh, players tomorrow. Kjorg! How far did he get? Uh, he, he's not that far. Just a few feet away from you. Oh, good. So I can catch him. Yeah. I'm going to finish this. Kjorg isn't aware of the fact that Brackle and Misk are down, is he? No. He is not. He's down there just reveling in destruction. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. This will be four for me. Do it. Literally, I rolled a four. <laughs> he actually rolled a four. <laughs> I prophesied my own doom. Okay. The first one's a miss. Is it, though? Yep. Okay. I guess I'm gonna attack again with my axe. That's a 16 plus five. That is a hit. Roll me the damage. Hand axe? Yes. Five plus three. <laughs> Eight damage. Eight damage. I also, as a bonus action, would like to use my second wind, if that's possible. Unfortunately, you cannot. I because your second attack is your bonus action. Two weapons, yeah. I got you. But you, if you need to, you can do it on the next round. So, we are back around to Misk. Make me another death saving throw, Misk. Who's Misk? You are. Come on. Oh, no. We need a natural 20 right here. Guys, uh, it's uh, no. I got a seven. <laughs> oh my gosh! It rocked on a one. Are you serious? If it was a one, she was dead. It rocked on a one. Uh... Misk coughs and blood just spurts up out of her face, out of her mouth, out of her face. That's all you can see <laughs> in her breath is getting more and more shallow. From where you're saying it looks like she's seizing or something. Oh my gosh! Is this seriously happening? Things are bad right now. Real bad. So, it's her turn. One of them is running, trying to run from you, Kjorg, trying to get away. He is going to spend his turn scrambling away from you, and I'm going to give you an opportunity attack. Good, because I'm going to attack him with that opportunity. Roll me a d20. That's a natural 20. Oh, my gosh. Well, roll me the damage, because <laughs> he's dead. What? <laughs> okay. 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 3d6. Okay. Okay. Is it hand axe? Misk and Brackler are dead anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Mm, yeah. Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, plus three. Twelve, Twelve damage. Been nice on the first time, would have dropped him. He's dead. You sink the axe into his back as he's turning, and he falls down dead. The one there with you, Saul, he steps forward. And do you say anything or do anything, Kjord, when you kill him? That's four for me. And I'm up there going. <coughs> She's, yeah. Saul, you are standing face to face with this halfling. He drops his crossbow now that you're up in his biz. Great. He doesn't have a sword. He dropped it. He says, What are you doing here? Who sent you? 
and he's going to lunge at you and try to grab you. Oh, no. Roll me a strength save. Uh, Saul, it's terrible. <laughs> That's an eight. <laughs> oh, my goodness. He had a nine on the dice, and he's got a negative one to strength. So he's he's very weak as well, but he manages to get both hands on your dagger arm, and he's swinging it around, and he's pulling it down, and you're sort of trying to wrench your dagger arm free, and he does have a grapple on you. Brackle, roll me a d20. Death saving throw. Okay. I want to roll a d20. We need a 20 here. It's a 30... Wait, no. 13. That's three successes, right? Yeah, it is. So you are stable. You're unconscious, but stable. Yeah, I am. He's alive. Yay. It's all. It's your turn. <sighs> so breaking the grapple is going to be my action, right? Yeah. You can use dex for that. You can. Acrobatics. Acrobatics. Mm. Yeah. See, my problem is... I was going to disengage and dash and do a medicine check to try to save Misk. But now I won't have an action when I get over there. Yeah. Yeah, that's a problem. Uh, he's got one of my hands, right? Yeah. Well, the fun thing is, is that Saul has two weapon fighting. So I'm going to, with my left hand, try to slam a dagger into the top of his skull. Hopefully I can drop this jerk. I just rolled an 18 on the dice. That is a hit. Come on. Kill him. Huh. Oh my I gosh. Rolled a one. Okay, so one plus what? Three three total. Okay. So he has had two hit points since like the second <sighs> round. Oh my gosh. Are you serious? Yes. Two hit points. Now he is dead. Wow. Okay, so I'm going to wow. use my cunning action to dash to Misk. Misk, just breathe. I'm coming. Okay. There's only one left. It's been running down the hill this whole time through the zigzag. There's no one currently in combat situation. So if everyone's cool with it, I think we break the initiative order right there. But wait. I want to chase after it. Did I not see that person run past? You will whenever he gets down there. He's not running past you. He's running down the path from the top of the cliff. He is making his way down to where you are, but he's two or three turns away from you. Okay. Going at full speed. I'll catch him, and I'll kill him. Yeah, Jeffrey will be in a combat situation in a second. So, Saul, you you rush over as we're breaking the initiative order, and you fall down, and you yell out for Misk to keep breathing, and you're going to make me a medicine check? That's the idea. I have a plus zero to medicine, guys. Oh, so much stress. Uh, before you tell me what that is, um, we've, I'm sorry. I think we're going to have to end it right there. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, what a jerk. So, wait, are we going to have to wait another <sighs> week on with the dice just being on Jeremy's table, not moving, <laughs> until yeah. we regather ourselves? Just take a picture. <laughs> I'm taking a well, picture. They say it'll last longer. It will last longer. I mean, you know, if you do fail, she'll at least get a chance to make one more death saving throw and hopefully not roll below a 10 and die. I'm not even going to think about it. (laughs) I'm sorry. Paul, I'm Uh, telling you. She's going to have to wait a week to find out if she does. That's where we're going to have to end this episode. Dead or alive. Uh, Thanks for listening, guys. uh, We're sorry about this. Man. No, you're not. Thanks for watching. Hey, but we do love you, though. No. We do love you. That did not go as I thought it would. That didn't go You're good at all. Was, How many stinking halflings were we even... I don't was that like 50? Well, for one thing, Saul spent like, what, three turns not even in combat? 
<laughs> he was hogtying the Hobbit. Put you this way, I did plan this as a very deadly encounter. It was very deadly. Because I thought you guys might just try to sneak around and not, you know, attack them. You didn't. Imagine if Mist hadn't killed seven of them right off the bat. <laughs> yeah, we definitely would have lost. Um, Frick, man. I just want to say that I'm, I know what this number is, and I'm not saying whether or not this encounter is not already deadly. You're such a turd. <laughs> you jerk. Oh, boy. You're just milking that up. Okay, uh, thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. We love you. Goodbye. Love you. Bye. Okay, so we're just going to do a quick question. This has been a long episode today. Quick campsite, fireside chat. Campfire, fireside chat. Ask me a question. I brought marshmallows. I'll give you an answer. Okay, here's the question. It's from front of the show, Sam. And the question says, how long have y'all been playing D&D? Hey, Sam. Not long enough. Been playing for a long time. <laughs> Thanks for asking. How long have we been playing, Jeffrey? <laughs> Uh, about 30 years. Tonight, about an hour and a half. Yeah, actually. It's true. Um, I'm going to guess. Yep, you sure are. You know, I'm having, <laughs> I'm having trouble remembering too, actually. Five years. I started Crimbus of, was it 013, 012? It's one of those, I think. I think it was. Did you start the same year we started, Alan? So, me and Paul started the same time because I bought the player's handbook and all of that and then read it and then came up to Paul's and then DM'd with the starter box. Right. And I had already played that one time with you, Jeremy. What? That we just randomly played. Yeah. Without... You cheated on me? Yes, I did. I'm... Oh, <laughs> no. What a terrible way to find out. But that was the first time that I'd ever played, you know, with rules, <laughs> I guess. It wasn't long after that that, that we started our regular game. Because yeah. if you remember, Jeremy, we only played that one time in your kitchen with, like, mm -hmm. nothing. Yep. And then I didn't play again until the night we started the Trials of the Five campaign with you guys. Uh, that's right. Which Alan and I had played. We played a, f a few times that starter set. And then that summer we played a bunch more from the same starter set. I think it was 2012. I think when we all started, except for probably Felicia. Was it 2012 or was it 2013? It was 12 or 13. Six or seven years, Sam. It, it was 13. No, it would be five or six years, Paul. Five or six years, Sam. Ten or 12 years. Not enough, Sam. Not enough. Not enough, yeah. I, so many times I've thought, man, why did I not do this when I was in college? I had so much time. Huh, yeah. Because I didn't know about it. Yeah, me too. But high school, wish I had. Well, I know about it. I just didn't. I was very much a not super social. Like, I, I had friends in college, and none of my friends played. So I knew where I could go to play D&D. I knew I could go to, like, a, a gaming club, and there were D&D players there. But I just didn't want to walk in there and say, hey, guys, let's play D&D. I have one memory of seeing people play D&D in college. And I thought, wow, look at those nerds. Wow, look at those nerds. I saw people playing in college, and I was too busy playing League of Legends and Magic the Gathering, so... I mean, I was too busy I reading comic books and playing video games. I was studying, guys. I'm just kidding. Felicia, I think that the first time you played was with us, right? Yeah, with Alan DM. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was that, was that one week. It was the summer you came to visit. We all was played. Was that the one where we were in the dungeon? Like, we were yes. in an actual dungeon? Yes. 
that was the starter set game for 4E. And that was the same year, so wow, we all started right within a good six months of each other. Paul was like, Please, you need to come over and play DD. I'm like, What the heck's DD? <laughs> and then it was like awesome. Thus, a never ending wonderful thing was born. So, is that our only question? That's all we're going to do today. Yeah, we need to wrap this one up. We love you. Goodbye. Love you. Bye.